I was working on this, and you know, Terry made the comment that I'd been working hard on it. But I'll be honest with you, I've been working hard how to trim it down because I knew it was going to be a lot going on this morning. And I want to be specific about a few things, but I want to share God's word with you. A passive scripture that's very dear to me and very uh, close to me and one that I really like to study and I like to look at. And it has to do with young people. It has to do with youth. But the thing is, is not only is it pointed at young people, it's pointed at every single person in God's, God's house. Every, every person that's a believer, this message and this passage is pointed at those people. And you just take a point out of it. And if you can pick up one or two things out of it. This morning, it would be awesome. So I sent you an email this past week, had a couple questions at, and it was, where do you get your strength? What is the source of your strength? What are you counting on to get you through every single day, every maneuver, every struggle? You know, over the year, we talked about struggles. We talked about difficulty. We talked about the things that take place. But where do you get your strength? And that was one of the questions that I, I sent out. And the title of the message this morning is the source of all strength. And the source of all strength, you say, well, Brother Kerry, I know who that is. That's God. Well, we know who it is. But let me ask you something pointed. Do you truly look to God for your strength? Are you independently trying to get through this life on your own? Are you truly counting on him to to walk you through it? And certainly we want to do that this morning. We want to open up that. Any day we're in God's house is a special day. And this is a packed house. And I knew it was going to be because it's senior graduation. We got all these... Uh, family coming in to see our seniors and recognize them, and it's a, a great day. Last week was a special day as well. Man, we recognized the ladies in our lives. Patty and I were off with our family, but but I got to recognize two of the mothers in my life. Patty being my wife and my daughter being a, a significant mother in my life. And so we had good time together. And I know that y'all had a, a great time with Brother Joey last week and he shared a good word with y'all. And I, we were able to watch it online. But today's a special day. Man, today is senior graduation Sunday, not to take away from, from God's word, but the fact that God birthed Every single one of us. He knew you before you were born. He had a plan for you. Just like Jeremiah said, he had a plan for each of you before you were born. Every single person in here, he had a plan for you. And if you follow that plan, you will prosper. And that's what I want you to focus on this morning. It's Senior Graduation Sunday. It's a a special day for some exceptional individuals. Young men and ladies who have achieved a milestone in their life. Man, they've gone to it. And now let me tell you something. Everybody in here has been there unless you're younger than they are. And you think about the day that you were graduating and, and the time that you had and, and what it was like. But these have young people have reached a milestone in their life. And as they move out, as they journey out into the next phase of their life, the church is, needs to support them. We need to, to make sure that they know that we're praying for them and that they have the power of the Holy Spirit going with them. When we look at the book of Isaiah, and we'll be in Isaiah this morning, chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. When we look at Isaiah, I want you to think about three things that Isaiah is very specific about when he's talking in this passage of Scripture. These are the three things. He talks about, we see that God has the power to create. He's the almighty God. He's the all-powerful God, and he has the power to create. He also has the power to sustain and keep things in motion, to make sure that things are organized the way they are. We say, well, Brother Kerry, our country is not very organized. Man, we're in trouble right now. Things are out of proportion. They're out of, out of sync, so to speak. But let me tell you, God is still in control. Amen? 
He knows what's going on. He's still in control. He still keeps things in order, and he still maintains and sustains life on this universe. Now, number three, this is the one I don't want you to overlook, something that's very important, something that that I want you graduates to take with you, things that I want you to know is that God has the power and the presence to help you in no matter what your situation is. He wants to help you. Now, let's look at two things that are characteristics of God. He is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's all-ability to do whatever he can do for you. He is the most superior being ever uh, to be created. Not created, but he's superior above everything that he's created. But as big as he is, as big as he is and as majestic as he is, he still directs his love individually to each one of you. Amen? It's a personal relationship. He wants to be involved in your relationship, and he's individual. Now, nothing that we know of can compare to God. We can only have limited knowledge about God, and nothing we have knowledge of beyond what we study can compare to God. But let me ask you a question. I want to know, what is your concept of the Almighty Father? What is your ability of of an Almighty God? Do you place limits on what He can do based on what He has or has not done in your life? You know, has He been there for you? Has He not been there for you? I want to know if you place limits on what He can do because there is no limits. The Scripture is going to talk about He has everlasting. He is endless power. There's nothing that he cannot do. This morning, we're going to open up God's word and look at Isaiah, a several four verses of scripture that show God's characteristics, that tell us how powerful he is, that show us what he wants to do for you, and finally, to tell you how he would do it for you. If you're able, would you stand with me and honor the reading of God's word? Isaiah 40, verses 28 through 31. Starting in 28, it says this. Now, let me, let me show you something. I sent you two questions this week. God's word will question you. When you read his word, you see he's going to point blank ask you questions. The prophet Isaiah opens this passage of scripture with two questions. The inspired word of God is because God wants to know if you can answer these questions. The first one in 28 says, do you not know? Have you not heard? You think about it. This is what he's asking us. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole world. He never becomes faint or weary. There's no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youth may become faint and weary and young people may stumble and fall. But listen up, verse 31. Here's where it comes together in this passage of scripture right here. Verse 31. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. Pray with me, please. Father God, I ask that you bless the reading of your word. God, I ask that you cleanse me of every sin, cleanse me of every impurity. Father, I ask that you hide your servant behind the cross and allow me to deliver your message to your people. These things I ask in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. You may be seated. The Bible says that the Lord is the everlasting God. In the first passage of Scripture, when we see everlasting, what does that mean? That means there is no end to it. It goes on and on. He's the everlasting God. His power is unlimited. There's nothing that can measure up to an 
everlasting God. He's the creator of the universe. He sustains everything that we do. And I want to ask you a question. Do you live your life as if this is true? Do you believe what this says, that God is the everlasting life, uh, the everlasting God? Do you live your life in this based on this? The, verse 29, the Lord gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Make mo- no mistake, we're all going to be faint. We're all going to be powerless at times. This verse affects every single one of us. The pressures around us put pressure on us. We have struggle. We have weakness. We have faint. Let me tell you, I've had several calls this week about people struggling, having issues, having, having problems, having times that, that they want to know, how am I going to get through this? It's every single day. So I asked you, when was the last time you asked the Lord who never becomes weak, who never is lost of strength, who never is tired? When was the last time you asked him to renew your strength? You think about it. It's not just new strength. It's renewed strength. God gave you the strength. You think about it. When we see our, our young people just running and playing, you always say what? Man, I wish I had that what? Energy. I wish I had that much energy. Let me tell you something. At 61, I wish I had half that much energy. All right? Church, let me ask you a couple questions. Who are the people that God blesses in this way? Who are the people that receive the blessings that God lays out for them? Two weeks ago when I preached, we talked about some things that that Jesus Christ died for all people. Amen? Ain't nobody. He leave, he leave nobody out. He died for all people. But the, but the blessings that God gives are not necessarily for all people. The Bible's very clear about it. Who are the recipients of God's gracious strength? And the Bible says in verse 31, those who what? Trust in the Lord. That's where it all comes together. You've got to trust in the Lord. If you don't trust in the Lord, if you don't place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that's when you're missing out on the blessings. You see, not everyone gets strengthened by God's power. Not everyone has the ability to soar on the wings like eagles. And that's just a, a, a figure of speech. But you think about it, the eagle has no trouble. And Brother Wesley showed me a picture of an eagle this morning. And when they're flying, you think that that has got to be the greatest feeling in the world. And that's what it says, a comparison to. Not everyone is given the ability to soar on wings like eagles. Only those who trust in the Lord. The Bible says only those who trust in his guidance have their situations under control. Only these ones are the ones that are going to run and not grow weary. They're the ones that God is going to give strength to. Only those who believe in the word and submit to it can expect to have the benefits and the blessings of Jesus Christ. All the benefits of God provides are centered around trusting in him. Have I ever said that before? All the benefits that God has for it are centered around trusting in him. Man, let me tell you something. That's the most important thing you can do in your life is place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. You know, I had a, 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 a man last night tell me as we walked out, he says, keep preaching the gospel. That was the most powerful words I had heard all the whole night. Trusting in him Living according to his word. That's what trusting him means. Living according to his word. Trusting him. Letting him lead. What were the two words that Jesus Christ said when he called people to him? Anybody? Follow. Follow me. Letting him lead. That's part of trusting him. Let Jesus Christ lead. That's what he said. Being obedient to his guidance. You'll never be able to walk without him. You'll never be able to go, get away from not being weary. You've got to have Jesus Christ with you. Now, the thing about it is I'm in a difficult situation. 
God, please help me out of this situation. God may not change the situation, but he'll be right there in the situation with you, helping you get through the situation. Amen? That's the difference in the way that he works. Even the strongest people get tired. And I think about long-distance runners. Or I think about, Noah, tell us all about those, those endless, tiring uh, workouts that you do every day. Even the strongest people get tired. Amen? The strongest people get tired, but God's power and his strength will never decrease and never diminish. He'll never run out. God will never be too tired. He'll never be too, too busy to help you. You can call on him anytime, night or day. He's never too tired to talk with you. He's never too tired to listen to what you got to say or where you need some help. His strength is the source of our uh, all strength, and that's where the title comes from. His strength provides for us as a source of all strength that we need. Have you ever said this? I can, I can handle this. I've got this under control. Only to realize that you can't handle it. It's more than you can handle. It's outside of what you can handle. You cry out, Lord, I can't handle this. Or perhaps maybe this is just too much for me to handle. But when you finally realize in the stillness and the confusion of what's going on, and you lay it at the Christ's feet, and you finally say, Lord, will you take care of this? That's when you see the truth that's found in the word of Isaiah and what he's talking about this morning. Those who trust in the Lord will find not just strength, but the Bible says that they will find new strength, a renewed strength. When you feel life crushing in on you and you cannot go another step, remember that you can call upon the Lord to give you strength. Psalm 16, 9 through 10 says, Be still and know that I am who? Know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. Church, let me ask you something, and seniors more specifically. Do you believe that God loves you and wants the best for you? That's a question for each of you. Are you convinced that he has the power to control all of life and and even your life individually? Are you living your life as if he is controlling it? God's word provides us with hope for all believers. When the often sense of tiredness and weariness sweeps over us, we can move on from our self-awareness and from our self-satisfaction and from the things that we're trying to do on our own to rest in Heavenly Father's arms. Regardless of who you are, if you're going to move from God with God through this worth, it's going to through this earth, it's going to be difficult. Man, it's, it's hard to be a Christian, amen? It's hard in a, a broken world. You know, this past week, I've asked at least two different people where they went to church. You know the answer I got? We don't go to church. And we don't go to church a lot of times means we don't know the Lord. Not always, but, but many times that's what it means. And that's a, a tough scenario. We don't know who the Lord is, but God will furnish you strength whenever your condition warrants it. If you need strength to walk, he'll give it to you. If you need strength to fly, he's going to give that to you as well. That's why we pray to him. Man, when we do our prayer time in in the morning, the first thing we do is, is pray for those that need prayer. That isn't just emotion we're going through. Man, we want God to intervene in that situation. Isaiah 40 gives us the comfort that God is three things. I want you to listen to these three things. Young people, creator, number one. He's the creator of all things. He never gets tired. He never has too busy to hear from you. And he always wants to hear from you. Number two, he's our savior. Trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ is the way that we gain salvation. It's the way that we have eternal life. And number three, he's a sustainer. He provides the strength that we need when we need it and when we ask for it. He's the creator of all things. God made man in his own image. And some of the things that 
he didn't give man. I wanted to share with you things that God alone has. And these things all start with the word endless. He has endless strength. He has endless knowledge. He has endless commitment to love other people and all people. He has endless ability to know exactly what each of us needs. And he is full of grace and he's full of goodness. And mark it down. He'll never do you wrong. Graduates, I'm going to close with this. You just reached a milestone in your lives and what a milestone it is. To you, it seems like a lifetime, but to your parents, it seems like just yesterday you were heading out the door off to kindergarten and now here you are graduating from high school. There have been difficulties in your lives to this point. I know many of you have had difficulties and I wish I could tell you they're all behind you. But we live in a broken world and difficulties difficulties are part of the world. What I want you to uh, instill in you and I want you to move forward is I want you to remember as you move into this next chapter in your life, I want to urge you to lean heavily on God's Word. I want you to lean heavily on spiritual people. I want you to lean heavily on, on the Word of God and prayer and the truth and the promises that are found in His Word. You have your pastor. As your pastor, I'm always available for you. And as this church body and your church leaders, they're always available for you. You text me. You can call me. You can call anyone here. But don't find yourself in a difficult situation without a way out because God always provides a way out. We'll finish up this morning by sharing the gospel because the gospel is the most important part of any message. God loves each one of us. And he loves you without condition. There's nothing in this world that he wouldn't do for you. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Ephesians 2.8, By grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Man is a sinner. There are, sinners are everywhere. We're all sinners. But there's people who are lost, and that's what's important. We've got to find a way to share the gospel with lost people. Romans 3.23 says this, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And sin creates a separation between us and God. And there are barriers. They're all around us. This world is full of them. We have to be able to share Jesus Christ and make sure that people know that God sent his son because of his love for each of them, that Christ died on the cross for them so that we have salvation and that we'd have eternal life with him. Romans 10, 13 is one of my favorite passages. It says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't leave anybody out. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. When our time is over, we're going to spend eternity in one of two places. And eternity is too long to be wrong. We'll either spend eternity and have eternal life in heaven with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and all those that have gone on before us that have known the Lord, or we're going to spend eternity separated from the Lord. And this morning, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I urge you to clear that up today. In a moment, we're going to have a hymn of invitation. And I'll be down front. I'd love to share that with you. I'd love to share Jesus Christ with you. Our deacons will be here for you. Whatever the issue is, we'll certainly love to share that with you this morning. Romans 10.9 says this. It's very simple. God made it easy and he made it simple. It says in Romans 10.9, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you open up your heart and invite him in, he is just and he'll come in. He'll change you. Man, he'll turn your life upside down and around, and it'll be the best decision you've ever made. Whatever decision you have to make. This morning, we're recognizing our graduates, but you know, make sure that, that you know the Lord. 
If there's a time of rededication, this is the time to do it. Whatever the issue is, whatever the, the desire, whatever, however God's working on you this morning, use it and respond to it. Father God, I thank you for this day. God, I'm just so thankful for these young people. God, I ask for special blessings upon each one of their lives. God, each one of their families. I ask that you go with them out of this building and stay with them shoulder to shoulder. God, walk with them shoulder to shoulder. Your promises and your words say you will. God, all they have to do is trust in you and call on you. God, it says that you'll bless them and that you'll touch them and you'll guide them. And God, I just pray for each one of them this morning. God, I pray that you would guide them, that you would touch them. God, I pray for this church. I pray, Father, that we would be a witness and a lighthouse in this community for lost people. And Father, there's one person in the sound of my voice that does not know you as personal Lord and Savior. God, I pray that this day would be the day that they would turn their life over to you, trust you, play their faith in you, and let you lead their lives. God, we love you. We lift it up to you this morning. These things we place in your son's precious and holy name. Amen.